Hi there. Do you trust me? Do you trust what I'm telling you? Am I telling you the truth? Do you perceive that maybe I'm trying to mislead you? Because recent polling shows that a frightening number of Canadians believe exactly that thing. In fact, 49% of Canadians believe that journalists are purposefully trying to mislead them. And is it possible that that is being driven by how people get their news? A 2019 survey for the Canadian Journalism Foundation suggests that 60%, 60% of Canadians get their news online. Hey, can I drop a little Marshall McLuhan on you right now? Little M.M.? Marshall McLuhan, you probably know this, Canadian philosopher, did a lot of work in media theory. His big quote, which is it's so cliched, it's hackneyed, almost doesn't mean anything anymore, but I think it's still true. His big quote, the medium is the message. So is it possible the fact that so many of us get our news online is contributing to this perception that journalists are trying to mislead you? Talk further about this. I'm pleased to welcome to the program Nicole Blanchette, who is an associate professor at the School of Journalism at Ryerson. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So let's begin with what you think has changed in the way journalism works in a, you know, click world where we're trying to, as journalists, trying to get people to click on our work. I think there are a number of things that have changed. And I think one of the issues with trying to click on your work is also trying to click on your work before, like to get there first, to be the first person that someone clicks on. Um, so it's the dual factors of having to produce content very quickly in an immediate sort of social, media, um, social media environment, and then also being the person who's attracting the most people to click on their particular content. And what does that do to the way we shape stories as journalists? Well, I think um, it's also a bit more of a complex issue than, you know, saying all journalists in particular, because it is very dependent, I think, on the role that you have as a journalist. So um, if you are, for example, someone who's managing a website and your job is very tied to ensuring people are looking at that website and maybe you have traffic targets, for example, your um, whole role is basically designed around finding ways to get people to click on that content. If you're a reporter who's out creating a story, how much influence um, pure traffic, for example, might have on how you create that story or the types of stories that you do can be very dependent on the organization that you work at. So I think we do run into a little bit of trouble when we're sort of making generalizations about journalists in mm. terms of um, terms like clickbait. And also clickbait means different things to different people. So someone might say um, clickbait is a story where you've promised me one thing, but I'm not getting that in the story. To somebody else, it might be a sensationalized headline about a story. So even using that term, there's some discrepancies in what that means to different people. Right, because clickbait can be everything from seven purple foods that are good for you to, you know, to something much more salacious. Exactly. Or um, something that basically is selling you a story that is not the story that you're about to read. Right. Now, what, what do you make of the percentage that I, I began this with, what 49% of Canadians think that journalists are purposely trying to mislead them? Well, I think with any study, um, you know, I'd want to particularly comment on, I'd want to know more about the methodology. So mm. um, who, who was asked, 
uh, what types of questions were asked. Like, was it just a straight question to get to that? Were there other questions involved to uh, make that decision or that measurement? Because I think there's also a lot of um, literature to show that, for example, in the time, particularly around the pandemic, that there has been more reliance on trusted journalistic sources to get important information. So um, there's also evidence to show through different studies that um, people don't necessarily trust the news that they get on social media, but might have more trust in institutions that they have a relationship with in terms of some, you know, a news organization they continually go to to get um, important information. So I think it's, again, it's just not as simple as, you know, 49% of Canadians don't trust journalists. There might be specific situations or parameters that might impact um, how someone might answer that question. Right, and I should have sourced that uh, that number that is from the 2021 Canadian Edelman Trust Barometer, that number is where I took that from. Yes, yeah, uh, and I'm familiar with that study too. Um, and again, it is broken down into, um, again, when someone answers a question, because there's also a question of who do you consider to be a journalist? And I find this interesting mm. with my students who come in in first year. Um, there's no real agreement on that either. So, and I noticed this first many years ago when I was doing um, applications at a school that I used to work at. So I would actually be the person looking at people applying to journalism school. And one of the questions was, who's your favorite journalist? And back then, a lot of people would say John Stewart. And I would not have considered him a journalist. But again, in the minds of some people, people who journalists might consider journalists or not consider journalists, everyone doesn't think of it the same way. In a world where we've sort of empowered everyone with a phone to be a quote-unquote citizen journalist, I guess maybe it's worthwhile asking, what does that word even mean anymore? What does journalist even mean anymore? How do we, how do we parse out who is a journalist and who isn't? And I, I don't even know that there is a way that you can do that, again, because it's very much perception on the person who's using that term, or the, the perception of the person who's using that term. So I think... Um, Roles of journalists are becoming so complicated because they are different, because there are roles, even in some research I was doing, for example, um, there were editors I talked to who didn't consider people working on websites who were, for example, in charge of uh, promoting content. They didn't see that as a journalistic role, even if the person who was in that role might have considered it one. So even amongst journalists, I think there's some discrepancy, again, in how we define this role. What I think is more important is just you know, if we're worried about trust with the audience, if we're worried about engaging the audience, um, it's just considering about more consideration of the information that we're sharing. So anytime you run into a situation where a journalistic outlet is caught making an error, as you know, that can often get quite amplified and be used as evidence um, for people for whatever reason who are trying to, or for it's within the interest of the person to basically make it seem that journalists may not be um, working to the benefit of the community or are trying to sell information that may not be true. So whenever mistakes are made, that just sort of feeds into that um, narrative. And I think that in a situation where you have fewer people working in newsrooms because there have been devastating cuts, you have this pressure to supply content on multiple platforms as quickly as you can, the pressure to be branding yourself on social media, to be doing live tweeting on a story, all those types of things make it more easy to make a mistake because there are so many different things that can go wrong. So as journalists, what you know, we have to say to ourselves 
is how can we um, spread good information? How can we ensure these types of things don't happen? And again, it's very difficult in these environments where um, there is such pressure and such cuts, but at the same time, getting it right is more important than it ever has been. Thank you, Nicole. It's just a fascinating conversation. I appreciate it so much. No problem. Thanks for having me.